Hi there. Welcome to listeners from across the globe. My name is Allison Nune, and this is Best Damn Reality, a new podcast intending to help bridge the spiritual and material worlds. Each week, I invite you to join me and to suspend all preconceived notions, to open your minds and your hearts to seeing everything from a much faster perspective. Should you be enticed enough, please also consider visiting me on my YouTube channel and on my business Facebook page, both under the name Allison Nune. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the journey. Episode 19, Identifying the Layers. Sunday, December 27th, 2020, here in Sarasota, Florida, 1234 p.m. I'm going to jump right into today's recording. It was inspired to sort of ponder all these layers of what the podcast is at this moment for me in my life. It was inspired to think about this and then to decide to attempt to bring words and explanation to it a bit more today by reconnecting through a reconnection with a very close relationship from my past. And without doubt, I am still processing that energetic reconnection for this individual and I, our souls are without doubt very, very deeply connected. And as such, it serves as a really powerful reflection for me. Um, The exchange that we shared, the words that we exchanged, the energy that we exchanged, it is definitely um, a gauge of sorts. I would argue all of our relationships out in the world are gauges. And that may make it seem a little bit more mechanical and less romanticized, but from sort of this higher perspective, evaluating and feeling in in an attempt to try to understand myself better, it is often, I have found, quite useful to utilize the reflections of my energy in others that have been close to me, that are close to me, um, to use that as a way to just honestly examine myself. And so it was posed to me by this person, you know, clearly I've been going off in a number of different ways in various episodes. After the first 12 episodes of the podcast, admittedly, I had a plan for the next set of episodes, but then I allowed myself to digress and haven't really done much to force myself to kind of get back on track, if you will. But after speaking with this person and really thinking about what he brought to my attention, it, it has served, I, I think there's going to be something very powerfully revealed by going through um, today's recording in this way. So without being any more cryptic, let me jump in. This podcast is very much an in-the-moment creation. It is an experiment of sorts for myself, for my character, for my expression, for my growth. It is existing for me and serving multiple purposes. And I don't know that I really was clear on all of those layers until I gave it some thought the past 48 hours. So today, I managed to highlight six general sort of layers of what I feel is wanting to come through me utilizing this podcast. Six layers at any given time, any particular episode is likely touching upon anyone and it's Probably in most cases, it's touching at least a little bit 
in each of these six areas that I want to talk about today. So in no particular order, I'm just going to explain what the six areas are in one to two sentences, and then I'm going to go off in a little bit more explanation of each one. First and foremost, the podcast is a creative outlet. It is a means by which I can share my passions, my passions for speaking, my passion for imagination, my passion for storytelling, my passion for people. Number two, the podcast serves, is intending to serve as a medium through which I am providing something out into the world that I wish I would have had along my journey, especially in the earlier years of my awakening. An honest, open, real example of someone going through the journey. Not just witnessing, you know, these these you know, clearly these highly spiritual beings, more popular people like Eckhart Tolle, Marianne Williamson, all these names of people, Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, clearly spiritually awake beings with the gift of being messengers and teachers to others. But for me, seeing them sort of at more of the end point rather than seeing them through the journey itself. I always just thought it would have been more beneficial and helpful to me to understand where I was on my own journey to see more of not just the good of these awakened beings, but all of it, the good, the bad, the ugly, because It is, you know, going through the dark night of the soul, doing the shadow work, facing your fears, while being very much aware that what we give voice to and what we give energy to, being cognizant that if you invite others to see that, it could be argued that you might be taking a risk, that that will be fed instead of the ultimate message of light. But I just felt like there was a balance point, a better balance point that could provide more guidance to others going through some of the ugly and the dark. Just to see some of these powerful people, just maybe even a couple of examples of when they weren't at that powerful, you know, better, quote unquote, better place to see or feel some examples of when they were struggling on the journey, to me, it just seems like it would have made it a little bit more real. So in no small way, in, a, in this one particular, just the sharing of my own story, I'm trying to provide something again that I wish I would have had. And there are many ways that I plan to do that going forward in my work But with the podcast and with this particular expression of my journey, that is a very real layer that is present. More to come on that in a bit. Number three, the podcast is serving as a means by which I can give voice to the highest imagined reality of a love-based world from, of course, my unique character's perspective, from Allison's perspective. I've imagined a very different world in my head, in my heart, since I was a little girl. And the dream was, hence the name of the podcast, Best Damn Reality was to use it as a means through which I could give voice to this imagined, very real to me, imagined world 
in an effort to then manifest it. More on that to come. Number four, why did I digress in the past couple of months to more, to recordings that were focusing more on our present day scenario in our world, in our country, through talking, albeit only on the periphery, but actually speaking to some of the craziness of these times. Why did I digress? Why did I bring the energy down, which it does, when you start to talk about our present day, there's no arguing about the fact that it is highly divided. And to speak of division and separation and groups, that is a lower frequency than what I'm intending and what I'm aiming for. So why did I do that? Why did I digress and allow the conversations for multiple weeks, the past, at least the past six, you know, four or five, six episodes have in some way, shape or form addressed the present day scenario and definitely took the podcast, if only for those episodes, into a different direction. So I will address that. Number five, all the different, I've spoken to the fact that there are, at any given time, really an infinite number of unique perspectives of any particular situation, any particular event, any particular person. There's almost 8 billion of us, and 8 billion of us in our human forms are living 8 billion unique journeys. And therefore, the way that we assemble our own unique experiences with our perceptions, with what information we're taking in, with all the parts that make us human, you've got an infinite number of ways of looking at things. And the teacher within me, and by no means am I just a teacher, we are all teachers and students in human form. But without doubt, I feel I am being called to be in a more formalized teacher role, at least in certain arms of my work. And I was and have been in this particular life as Alison Nune, a teacher and a coach. I know that this is a particular skill set that I possess to be able to reach others and meet them wherever they're at and help guide them to someplace different. And this sort of goes hand in hand a bit with why I digressed to the present day scenario. Imagine it as a teacher in a classroom with 30 students, which I've been. Even if you have, say, a class that's been entirely designated as quote-unquote advanced or gifted. So it might mean that they're, they're lumped together in a smaller spectrum on the arbitrary scale of giftedness in the traditional way of education. But you still have 30 unique beings that are no, there are no two of them are at the exact same place when it comes to whatever topic you're getting ready to teach them in any given moment. So one of the challenges as a teacher is to do your best to try to reach each of those students in their own unique way. And of course, our systems make that incredibly challenging. They don't want us to reach them in their uniqueness And the system itself lends it, you know, kind of shows very clearly that that is not the goal is to meet them in their uniqueness because to do so would require a very different structure to be able to do so more efficiently, more effectively, I would argue, takes a very different structure. However, the intention that I know I had my short time in the classroom was to do my best to be able to feel and identify the unique places each of my students was at and to try to meet them where they were as I guided them all 
to greater knowledge of any particular subject we were learning. That is very much what I'm also intending to do with the podcast. Arguably, it's too broad. And I'll go a little bit more into that. Because in any one given episode, I may attract somebody at one's place on the spectrum. But then if that person turns in the next week, they're totally turned off. Because that particular episode might be geared towards something else, on, towards a different place on the spectrum. So I want to speak a little bit more to that very present reality of this experiment of mine, of this podcast experiment and where it's going to take me, I hope, where it's going to take me as I find more appropriate ways to focus energy towards more specific groupings than trying to attempt to capture everybody in one through one medium. And finally, the sixth, perhaps the most important aspect, layer of the podcast, desire, intention, is to create an example, an example, but just to, to be real, just to be able to show and be my entire being in any one given moment. Obviously, I'm not in 60 minutes going to express, you know, even a fraction of my entire being, but it's to understand, to almost begin to expose listeners to what the greater reality of just giving one another more space and more understanding to be like who I am today is very different than I was last week and who I will be next week is very different, especially when you are consciously working every single day, consciously on building your strengths, overcoming your weaknesses, being real about the experiences that you're having, owning the parts of those that are reflections of your energy, working with not accepting the projections of others' energy, and, and each, and evaluating and reflecting and giving yourself the space and the opportunity to continually expand and grow and change. And I, I know how much space I have for myself in that regard. But what I think I often don't recognize is to what extent <laughs> the vast majority of the rest of the world is not yet ready to receive one another like that. So if you listen to something in any one particular week, if you listen to a more ego-based recording, even though I can tell when I'm in those energies, those lower frequencies, and I acknowledge it and I call myself out on it, but I also allow that recording to continue and I share that recording because of some of the aforementioned reasonings of the other layers of this podcast experiment, it takes a great risk that somebody can give me the space to be, well, that's just where I was in that week and trying to be honest about, you know, when I'm triggered and what that means to face that trigger in the various aspects of my life. But then to know that with that transparency and with that vulnerability, to trust that it won't be used against me. That's a big leap of faith to take in our world right now. And it really opens me up to, you know, well, it just opens me up to a lot of perhaps judgment and criticism of others. And that's okay because I need to keep being as real as possible because that's the kind of world I want to live in. And if I can't trust myself to be that, then all that is is putting an inauthentic version of myself out there. And then I'll 
all I'll do is attract back inauthentic versions of others. And I want to be putting out authenticity, genuity, honesty, with as much love as possible. But being real about the fact that love isn't the only emotion that we're experiencing still as humanity. We're shifting into a world that is much, much more love-based. But we are shifting out of a world that was entirely founded on fear, manipulation and control using fear and worry and anxiety. And I just feel like it's inauthentic to ignore that side of the experience. And I don't think it serves others on the journey to pretend that we aren't all facing those things and that those emotions and those experiences, they bring out darker aspects of ourselves. But it behooves us all to just accept that as the greater truth for all of us and perhaps just get more comfortable with giving one another the benefit of the doubt and the space to work through those things more honestly and more openly. So those are sort of the six areas in general. And let me go back to each one of them. I want to go back to each one. Again, these are the various layers that exist within this podcast. And I don't know that I could have labeled these and, and I use labeling and defining really, really loosely. Because if you've listened to enough of my work, you know that I really try to refrain from constricting anyone or anything with set definitions and with labels. However, again, we're shifting from a world that was dominated by those things. So you've got a baby step away from what the world was to this new earth that we are in the very real process of beginning to co-create right now. So these layers, I couldn't identify them as such when I first started the podcast. I just knew that I had to leap in to some sort of structured expression of quote-unquote my work in a, in a trusting action that it would continue to lead me to even more focused expressions of my work, even better, more direct ways to assist myself and to assist others and towards action-based projects out in the world to be a more active example of this co-creation of the new version of Earth. And, you know, my passions are, I, I just love, you know, I, when somebody receives something that I've said in a positive way, oh my God, of course it feels fantastic for me. Of course it does, especially when it's received as, as has been shared with me with at least a couple of times over the years, and one very recently, one listener has absolutely been reignited within his own world through the listening and the sharing of my podcast. And that is like the dream of dreams with this, is to reignite each listener's own soul within them, to remember, to believe, and to remember that we came here with greater purposes, unique to our vessels. Everything that we've experienced that's gotten us to where we are in our present day moment, when you combine that with what's happening in the present day moment, and if you can bring it you can just for a second believe that you're exactly where you're supposed to be for a much bigger earth-wide humanity-based mission. <sighs> That's my dream. That's the single 
goal of the pod, of any of my work. And to hear this person share that with me within the past few weeks, of course, that's going to make my soul sing. Of course it is. And it's not, it's this beautiful symbiotic feeding of our souls. It's not exciting me because it's stroking my ego. It's exciting me because some, the energy coming through me has reignited him and inspired him to go within and to go and, and, and ignite this sort of journey within himself. So it's, it's, of course, I want more of that. I want my entire life to be that. I want every single day to be full of those sorts of exchanges where all of us are doing the work within to hone in and develop our relationship with our higher selves, with our souls, and where we're individually and collectively working to answer this greater call as we shift from this world of fear to a world of love. And as such, have an opportunity to recreate everything, everything from a foundation of love instead of the foundations of fear. So, you know, there's no way that I'm going to overly criticize this outlet, this podcast. I know I've opened myself up to that. I've definitely had a few people that have expressed you know, certain, I guess you could argue it as criticisms of my effort. And what a great exercise even that has been to be able to receive other people's thoughts when they're not so positive and to be okay, to not get defensive, to not be overly, you know, to, to simply just be detached from their reaction And to stay focused on the fact that in any given moment, I know my only intention is to honor this call to take these continued steps to develop what I feel is a gift within me to speak and to bring voice and to share stories. I feel like it's a gift and it, it, it moves my soul. But I have to keep going in developing it. I'm not at, there is no finish line. It's all an unending journey. And where I'm at now, yeah, it's early on. I'm still growing into the calling. I'm still maturing into the role, which means I'm going to make missteps. I'm going to perhaps share things I shouldn't have. I'm going to learn some things still the hard way. But I am done with beating myself up over those missteps and over any of the things that may happen that are undesirable. That's how you learn. That's how you grow. And it's just a fact of life that we all go through. And it feels pretty amazing to take that step through something so public because, like I said, I, I'm not... I'm putting myself out there in a big way. And, and a lot of times it doesn't feel as big as it is because, you know, it's, it's, all, it's all through the internet. I'm not yet doing any of these things in person like I do desire. So I don't really directly feel the criticism and the thoughts of others like, what is she doing? Like, oh my God, I could never share that. I could never expose myself in those ways. You know, I, I don't receive a lot of that directly. I definitely can feel it, but it's a great exercise to continue to just trust, hey, I'm just doing, you know, all I can do is keep acting and keep moving and keep growing from my actions and my choices. Once I've made the choices, it doesn't do anything to go back and try to tell myself it was a bad choice. The choice has already been made. So it it serves me best by trusting the choices that I make. And I also tried to explain to the few folks that have shared with me certain thoughts. You know, 
I'm doing this all in the moment. It's not a particularly, even for somebody who feels like I have a gift, who feels like I'm intended to do this in this way, it's not easy to trust in the moment what's coming through. I'm not reading a script. This isn't, you know, this isn't something that's all decided upon prior to me turning on the record button. Because again, I just don't know that I feel that that's entirely real. I feel like it's way more honest and real to honor what comes through in this moment, unplanned, unrehearsed. Doesn't mean there's not a place or a space or a time for more prepared things and for more scripted things. That doesn't mean that at all. It just means that for me in these recordings, I'm doing them in the now moment and working to trust what comes through in that now moment. And if 57 minutes of a recording are fantastic, but three minutes of it suck, or if I slip, if I say something negative, or if I share somebody's, you know, name or reference a relationship that maybe I, you know, it. It sounds crazy, but like, am I going to give up the 57 minutes for the three minutes of, of stuff that's not so good and what try to make pretend that it wasn't what it was, you know, I just, I'm just trying to step away first and foremost to honor myself, but also to help us build a world that's more real. I'm stepping away from, you know, it's more real and I know, and I trust that my intention It's never, ever to overtly hurt anybody or to overtly be negative. But if those things come out of me, if if that is the effect I have by something that I share on somebody, again, I, I have to let, I have to allow others to own their part of the experience. And, you know, so it's a very powerful It's a very powerful thing to open myself up unrehearsed in these recordings. Again, as sort of a a very specific creative outlet. I want to speak a little bit more about being an example and providing out in the world what I wish I would have had. This is going to be a lot more evident going down the road in my work. And really, particularly, I feel most called to be this example as it pertains to resources and opportunities. If I had to say the three biggest things that I felt myself yearning for, that I felt and perceived would have made my journey, especially the toughest parts of it, just a little bit easier it would have been made a little bit easier if I saw some of these enlightened masters, some of these, you know, very powerful spiritual beings, if I was able to see or read more about their struggles on the journey of getting to the point that I was witnessing in the present day. I know that having opportunities to have more resources financially because of the extreme nature of the world that we're shifting from and how it's so focused financially and how this work is real work. And it's not work for which one is paid, but a lot of us are expected and need to still have those jobs where we are getting paid. So it can just be exhausting and it just feels like it's made a lot harder than it needs to be. And I wish and dream of being able to provide people with a little bit more financial assistance in some way, maybe not directly with money, but whether it's a place to live, whether it's, you know, I've got specific ideas that I'll speak about more through the Ripple Project and the next upcoming episodes of the pod of the podcast as I dive into the details of Ripple 2020. But resources and hand-in-hand with resources, opportunities. The other thing that I have felt is when you start to awaken and you feel called by this different version of earth, I think one of the most challenging things 
is to still have to choose between jobs and opportunities that are within the old way. Like it's, it's never really made sense to me why there aren't more networks of quote unquote spiritual people that have been, that are out there creating work opportunities for people to be able to earn that necessary dollar to pay their bills, but to do so by honoring and working amidst, among, and for a very different model, a very different business model, a very different work model, a very different financial model. I, it still doesn't make sense to me that those networks don't exist when there are still not a huge percentage of the earth's population is quote unquote spiritually awakened. But I feel as if, especially when you look at some of these big name people, I just, it's just a gap that I've perceived. I'm not trying to judge anybody. It just seems to me that there's room to create different networks of work opportunities of resource sharing for those that are truly being called to this new version of earth. And again, I will get more into that as I dive more into Ripple 2020 in the upcoming days and weeks. And in the meantime, yes, I will continue to share what I'm called to share of my journey through this podcast. And I will say, yeah, there are definitely going to be episodes and there already have been episodes where you can, where one is absolutely picking up on and feeling and listening to what I would quote, say is some of the uglier stuff, more the ego based stuff, more of the judgment energy, more of the frustration, more of the anger, because that's a real part of the journey and guiding yourself out of that. There's just, in my opinion, there's nothing more powerful than being able to self-coach and self-guide out and through those experiences that are guaranteed to continue to happen no matter how awakened you get, no matter how enlightened you become. And that is the goal, especially with some of those episodes, is to watch and be able to see me and hear me work through my own struggles as I slip to those lower frequencies. Okay, this goes back to the third one, giving voice to the highest imagined reality of a love-based, action-based world. And I say action-based world not because I believe we all need to be running around and continuing to define success as people that are the busiest. In fact, quite the opposite. I don't believe that that is necessary. That sort of busyness and juggling 8 million balls at once. I don't, I don't believe that that is necessarily balanced and healthy. However, everything within me knows that I came here, my soul chose to incarnate and join with the personality of Allison to take action. I didn't come in physical form to not be physical. That just doesn't make sense to me. Sure, there are some beings on the planet for whom their soul's mission perhaps is to meditate all day in a monastery in the mountains of the Himalayas, perhaps. But I think for most beings on this planet, we came here to take action and to use the gifts of these physical vessels. But with that said, I believe in taking action after a tremendous rebalancing and journey within has been undergone. And that is going to require a significant slowdown for most because of the duality of the world that we have created here 
co-created because of the polarity. It's very hard to do, to go within when you still have to go outside and interact with the outside world that has arguably been co-created through chaos and insanity because we're not taking ourselves as these whole beings out in the world. We're taking ourselves and trying to fill gaps within our inner worlds with something outside of us. And that's just not how it works, if you will, from this higher perspective. The outside world is a physical manifestation of our inside world. So it behooves us to go within more. And I could probably safely say that every single being on the planet can stand to go in more, to go internally more, and to look externally less whether it's through turning off the news, really turning off anything outside of you. Just a little bit, just for 10 minutes less a day, an hour less a day. Watch a little bit less, do a little bit less that's externally focused and do a little bit more that's internally focused. And acknowledge Get to the point where you believe and acknowledge this as the greater truth that it is. This is a greater truth with a capital T. Our outer worlds are a reflection, projections and reflections of our inner worlds. We want a world in mass of more love and unity and harmony, guess what? That will only happen when you have individuals coming together to co-create in mass from their individual places of unity and harmony and love. It's like Bashar used to say, your reflection in the mirror. When you look at yourself in the mirror, Is that mirrored reflection ever going to smile at you first before you smile? No, (laughs) it will only smile back at you when you smile first. If we want a world that smiles back at us, that harmonizes with us, loves us, if we want an outside world that reflects all of those positive, happy things, We've got to be that first. Focus on your own life and align your own life to those things through and through. That means getting to the point where what you're thinking about some of these ugly things outside of the world, you have to get to a point where you can forgive it, where you can love it people and things. And that takes a lot of work and you can't tackle the big things until you learn to start with some of the smaller things. And I won't go further off into that now, but a lot of what I envision for this podcast is going higher with my imagination and my, what I feel again is an ability to connect to my higher self, which in essence is just connecting to God, the God within us that is within all of us, of which we are all unique expressions, and allowing that to come through in very specific examples of meeting the world where it's at. That's what Ripple 2020 is all about. And again, the second segment of episodes when I went off track Those were going to be more earth-based, if you will, more physical dimension-based episodes as I brought this higher vision down to the earth-based example. And then after that second set of episodes, which were roughly another 10 episodes, then I was going to really let myself go higher with the frequencies and to speak only of this 
world that was not yet manifested in physical form. And that is coming. That is definitely still the plan. And after speaking with this close soul member of my soul tribe, I will call him, it's reignited and reminded me, okay, it's time to get back on track. You've digressed long enough. And that brings us to that next point of why. Why? And, and he asked me this. Why did you go there? Why did you slip down and start talking about the election and Trump and all these things? And my simple answer was simply, the quickest answer was one, to honor the now moment, right? That is what is dominating reality in the now moment for all of us. So a big part of that was, you know, I hadn't paid attention to any sort of media at all, nothing outside of myself for almost a decade. So, you know, it, but my entire livelihood for the for 2020 was taken as a result of this insanity. I had a big year. So did everybody else had very different years planned. I had a very big year that took me years to plan. It took me years literally to get the opportunity within the Iron Man world that I got in 2020, which was at the end of 19, they said, Hey, you're our top contractor. Here's the whole schedule for 2020. You get to pick what you want to go to. What? Are you kidding me? That was like something I was dreaming for years. So when that was all of a sudden taken away from me, I, I, in my livelihood, I had to reconnect with what the hell is going on in this physical based world. Like I had to for my own, you know, to know how to navigate my own present day. Because I had to come up with a very different plan for how I was going to support myself in this year. And along those same lines, what I was trying to do, unsuccessfully, I think, I was trying also by talking about the different narratives, the goal of coming down, if you will, to the frequency level of the physical dimension and of these separate stories. The goal was to try to get people to understand yet another greater truth with a capital T. In this physical dimension, our attention, what to what we give attention, we're feeding it. We're helping to make Whatever it is you're giving attention to, you are helping to make that real. You are feeding it. And if you are feeding something you claim you don't want to have existing, if you don't want an ugly world, if you don't want a world of differences and injustices, guess what? You need to stop feeding the stories that are only talking about Injustice and differences and angry separatism. You're not, it's like, it, 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 it's not a place of judgment. It's an observation of how physical reality manifests. Our attention matters. It's all about the energy. And what I was attempting to do was to bring light to the other stories that are out there in the world right now, separate from the mainstream narrative. Now, are these all these other stories entirely love-based? No. But do the, are there other stories out there with a hell of a lot more positivity associated with them? A hell of a lot more unity? A hell of a lot more love? And God, spirit, oneness, love-based details surrounding them? Yes. 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 And for myself, even though I don't feed much of the outside world outside of my day-to-day life, and I'm feeding it more now than I have in the past 10 years, but when I choose 
to give my attention to the stories outside of my direct living and my direct control, if you will, through my choices, I am giving it to the stories that I feel are the most love-based because I know that my attention is feeding that story. And between the two, the mainstream narrative is fear-based. That's, again, I don't think that's an opinion because when you just look at it, it's fear, fear, fear. Be afraid of the virus. Be afraid, be afraid, be afraid of dying. Why are we so afraid of dying? If you are a true spiritual being, you know that this isn't all there is. You know that the essence of you cannot die. So that was one of the main goals of digressing was to try to bring light. If you're going to pay attention to the outside stories, my first thing is, hey man, we should all be going inside and doing the work inside. I said that in multiple episodes, multiple times. We are all being called to go within and get ourselves lined up to as much love as possible. And speaking from experience, I've been doing it for 10 years. And I still have oodles of work to do. Oodles of opportunities to transmute fear, worry, anxiety, guilt, shame into love. And I've been doing this full-time, full awareness for a decade. So there's not, there's plenty of us, plenty of work for us to be doing internally. But if you're going to pay attention to something outside the greater truth is what you give attention to, your attention to, you're feeding. Feed the best story. Find the story that has the best love and feed that. And it's not the one that is full of fear. That is not love. That is fear. And that is the world you, that everybody, that's the irony. That's what I didn't understand. Everybody claims they don't want to live in that world anymore. But yet that's the world they're feeding. So that was the greater reason, in addition to simply honoring the now moment, honoring where I was individually in that now moment of having to totally renegotiate my entire livelihood, what was planned for 2020 as a single homeowning, pet owning woman who doesn't make a lot of money and doesn't have a ton of security nets. I had some very real replanning that needed to happen. And part of that was getting a read on what the outside world was. But the bigger reason was absolutely to try to bring light to yet again another greater truth. What you give your attention to matters. You're feeding it. You're feeding. You're feeding whatever you're giving your attention to and your consciousness to. Okay, last two things. So... The last or the aspect about teaching and meeting everybody, you know, trying to meet everybody where they're at. I definitely dream of having more personable one-on-one and small group interactions with these energies, with this greater energy of the oneness. I, I you know, where, where it's obviously a hell of a lot easier to know where someone or a small group of someone's are when you have the opportunity to have a little bit of back and forth, if only more directly with the energy and being present in a room with humans where you can feel their energy more so than not knowing who's listening from all over the planet, which by virtue of putting it on the internet is a possibility. It's great. Okay. People might be listening, but the dream is really to use that as a means by which I can create opportunities to have more direct connections with people through this greater energy. And as I mentioned, when I first brought up this point, I very much acknowledge that the podcast bounces a great deal where one episode, somebody that's really being drawn to the highest expressions of the oneness, somebody that's really on the journey and examining 
the depths of what that means, of what spirituality means, removing themselves from the physical dimension as much as they can in some instances, they're going to resonate with certain episodes and certain parts of certain episodes when I allow that to come through. But I'll lose their interest because it's it's like an advanced, it's like talking to a, you know, those, those sorts of transmissions and those sorts of examples might be, for argument's sake, like at a 12th grade level. And then I might slip down into something that's like a fifth grade level, right? So what 12th grader is going to be interested in a fifth grade presentation of something? You know, not, not many. They want to stay at the level that they're at. So it's a, it's a challenge for me. Again, one that I'm growing into. But I acknowledge that that is absolutely happening probably in more episodes than not thus far, where I'm, I'm, I'm bouncing between a very far range and it's not coming as a place of judgment of where anybody is on the spectrum. Not at all. But the reality is this is a huge process and it's a huge shift when you are living either fully asleep or, you know, partially awake, like where you hear the call to a different world, but you're still not trusting yourself and having the courage to take that leap of faith to follow that call. So you're, you, you kind of hear more of it than the person that's fully asleep, but your day-to-day life and you're still making choices to stay in the world of the asleep, like these aren't judgments, but it's very different. It's very different when you start to answer the call. And then when you start to make the really big decisions, like leaving your mainstream job and taking a leap of faith financially, like leaving certain relationships, no longer accepting people who don't see the greater aspect of you, who might, you know, not serve you because they're actually emotionally abusive to you or physically abusive to you. Like there are big, big life-changing choices that usually have to be made by every single person on the journey in one aspect or another, either with their jobs, with their personal lives, you know, like, and when you start taking those leaps of faith, hearing how others have navigated it for themselves, for themselves can be hugely, hugely beneficial. And, and it, I just, take the risk of people understanding that it's never coming from a judgment to bring something down to a certain level. But somebody that's not yet awakened is going to be experiencing, pondering, struggling with, thinking about, juggling very different energies than somebody that, say, took the leap of faith 10 years ago and has now suffered the consequences and gone through the dark night of the soul after taking that leap of faith and has had 10 years of practicing being consciously on the different journey where you're no longer climbing the corporate ladder trying to, you know, make a certain amount of money and get a certain amount in the bank. Like your goals are no longer guided by that, by the safety and security of the third dimension. Your goals are now to align with the highest expression of your soul. And it's not to put down those that are climbing the corporate ladder and aiming to get certain material things. It's not a judgment. It's just an acknowledgement of it being a very, very different journey. And you want, I want to be able to reach, I, I want to be able to reach everyone. And that's a lot easier to do one-on-one and in smaller groups but I don't have those opportunities yet. Right now, I only have this podcast. So that is why, and I've said it before, it's casting a wide net. And additionally, I will comment here that regardless of where you are on the spectrum, we're still out in the physical world with one another. We're with one another at all these various places on the spectrum. So I could make a strong argument that even if I go somewhere lower than your level in a particular episode, I think it can be highly beneficial to allow yourself to go lower. See where I go with it. See what I'm talking about. 
Because if we all just stay in our same group all the time, then we don't really have a world that's much more different than where we're at now. All this us versus them and everybody staying in their own respective bubbles. I'm trying to be an example of harmonizing the differences, but not judging it, but being real about where you're at. Be real if you're a tuba player, but a tuba sound is very different than a clarinet. They're not better, but they're different. Learning how to harmonize. You don't want to just be with a bunch of tuba players. What kind of music are you going to make with just tubas or just clarinets? You, we want a whole orchestra playing, but it's going to take work because we have not been conditioned to harmonize our differences. We've been conditioned to fight over our differences. And so when I go higher and I start to lose you, or if going higher triggers you, I invite you to stay with listening. And likewise, when I go lower, if you get bored, if you think it doesn't apply to you because you're beyond that, I invite you to stay and listen and see where it goes. And finally, the greatest layer, I would say, of the podcast, to be real. This is who I am. This is who I am. And no, in any 60-minute episode, no, you are not going to get the depths of Allison in all her complexities and all her uniqueness in one 60-minute episode. And that's actually reserved for very, very few people right now. Like I, my inner circle is almost non-existent because I know now, one, that takes time to connect with people at that depth. It takes space and time. And I desire that very much. But since taking this leap of faith 10 years ago, you know, a lot of the surface level things really, it just, it was, it's just been very, very revealing. It's been very revealing. And my actions did and continue to scare a lot of people. They continue to threaten some people. They continue to intimidate some people. But they also inspire people. And they also bring some people joy. And everything about me, it's a conglomerate and each day it expands. And I am more aware of that expansion than I have ever been before. And I have greater ability than ever before to be gentle with the aspects of myself that aren't so great. The aspects of myself that slip down to my fifth grade level to my child level, to the emotional level. But it's so beautiful when you can just be at peace with who you are and trust. I finally can trust and know and believe that I am love. We are all love. And I think we all desire authentic, unconditional, loving relationships. And, you know, it's, it's, it takes work though, to learn how to first and foremost, allow yourself to be who you are. Stop judging and looking for perfection and recognize the perfection in all of our imperfections and give yourself space to just be real and just to be your whole person. And as you are gentler with yourself and more accepting and loving of all of yourself, rest assured, you then start to attract relationships where others are doing that same work. And that sort of connection and co-creating out in the world with others like that, from that foundation of fully owning their own lives and being accountable for their feelings and their choices. Not looking outside to blame anything outside of us. Knowing the power is within us. And owning that. And being responsible. 
with that. And having the greater awareness of how these energies intersect and play with one another out in the world. And just being able to be real about the exchanges and honest. And I feel like, like I said, this is how I am in relationships. I mean, this is, this is who I am. This person that comes through in the podcast, this isn't, this isn't just words. This isn't, you know, putting on the best, you know, and only revealing the best aspects of myself. This is revealing who Allison is in a, in a controlled way to some degree, right? I'm focusing on one hour. Today, I had a very, you know, set thing to which I was going to be speaking. So it's, you know, I just, I want to be living every single day in all my relationships in this more complete, honest, real, deep way, not surface level, not material based, spiritually based, love based, soul based. And coming together with others who believe their soul came here for a greater purpose. And for us to together co-create and find the highest expression of that energy. And overall with the podcast, that is always what I'm serving to be an example of as well. And even though only a few people listen, the ones that are listening and the ones that connect they're going to be connecting to that. And it's like anything else. It takes practice. Yes, my uniqueness is unique to me, but beginning to learn what authentic feels like, what realness feels like, what genuity and transparency and vulnerability feels like. Those are all things that I think listeners can gain from listening to any one of my recordings. Because no matter what people say about what I'm doing, the one thing that they cannot, nobody will ever be able to say is, she's just a faker (laughs) or she's just full of shit. I I am definitely, this is how I am if you were to meet me in person. If you were to run across me, cross paths with me as a stranger, this is the kind, this is who I am. And so I want to attract others that are not afraid to be their complete, whole, beautifully, perfect in their imperfections selves. And with that said, I'm very grateful to have reconnected with my, with a soul, a member of my soul tribe. Um, Very, very grateful. It was surprising And it's, it was surprising is all that I'll say in a very positive way. And I am going to do my best to be inspired by the reconnection and really intend to get best damn reality back on track and talk about Ripple in the upcoming episodes. Thanks for listening. Have a great evening.